I didn't notice it at first. I was working out so hard. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Jenny. You're not sorry. <laughs> what day is it today? I don't even. Uh, today is what? Um, January 20th. January, Thursday. Thursday, January 20th. Welcome to episode, I think, 409 of Dork Trek. Uh, today wow. we're, we're reviewing the episode Prodigy, right? Is it Prodigy? Prototype. Prototype. There it is. Prototype. Prodigy is the cartoon. Yes. Yeah. That, I, that I haven't Which, watched, but I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I have news. Is it good? Moment. It's, yeah, it sure. It's Star Trek news. So hold on. I got my, my Kochak book and I'm actually using it for something. All right. So Prodigy currently uh, is in the midst of running its first 10 episodes. Okay. The last one of which will be on February 3rd. Okay. And then it goes on its hiatus and there's no announcement as to when the next, but there's 10 more episodes that are going to air sometime this year. But in the meantime, the week after the last of these first 10 airs on February 10th, Disco comes back for the second half of its fourth season. Mm -hmm. Right. And they've been renewed for a fifth season. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Guess I should finish the third at some point. <laughs> you should. So Picard season two. Is everything, coming. Jenny, spoilers, everything works out. Go ahead. Um, ben, I didn't God, mean to interrupt. <laughs> Picard season two comes back on March 3rd. Mm hmm. And that's going to overlap the first three episodes of season two of Picard is going to overlap the last three episodes of DS of uh, Discovery. Okay. So this is going to be two episodes released of Star Trek on the same day. Oh, that's fun. For three weeks. And we haven't had, you know, like overlapping seasons since Voyager and DS9. Wow. What a time to so, be alive. Right. Um, that part of that may be, hey, while you're on Paramount Plus, why not check out Picard? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. That's I mean, kind of what they did with we've Disco. Got, and... We've got Q this time. You, you like Q? Berries. I think we're bringing Riker back, I heard. <laughs> well, he's actually uh, going to direct a block of Picard episodes. And speaking of the Picard episodes, it's been almost like two years since season one. They gotta get these things in before. Oh my god! Well, they didn't exactly say that, but they are filming season two and three back to back. Yeah. So we're guaranteed at least two more seasons of Picard. Um, I should watch the first one. Yes, you should. Otherwise, you won't get the jokes. Um, and then lower 1. decks. <laughs> lower decks season three. Is coming back sometime season three. This, yeah, sometime wow. this summer. Oh my god! And then they greenlit for season four. Um, we don't have a definitive date, but I have sources that say it's probably going to be August of 2022. You mean TV Guide, <laughs> Starlog, <laughs> the green the, sheet in the newspaper? Well, we have an underground Starlog group now. I've got that, a question uh, that the answer is probably not on your little notepad there, Ben, but you might know. Do you know how they're doing the animation for Lower Decks? Because they're just cranking these seasons out, and I don't, I frankly don't get it. 
I don't know. I do, it's not Flash, which used to it be probably the, is. Is it Flash? Because I thought Flash probably. went away. Mm, no, it's it's well, it's Adobe Animate now. Uh, um, but it's still essentially Flash. Because okay. since I've been doing it now, like there's things that when you go into it, it's like export flash file. Like they didn't bother to change the name of it in the code. Jenny, you're doing like, you're doing animation now. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I saw yeah. one of those. Um, what is it? Uh, Bill and Terry Le- or something. <laughs> Yaz and Barry. Yaz and Barry. Yeah. That's that, so <laughs> that's those things, good. those you things that, that you've been posting with the guys with the voices. That's yeah. you. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> wow! I just one one day I was just like I'm gonna learn how to do animation again, and I sat down and did it, and here we are. I was actually working on one like right before the show. That's why I was running a little bit. Late. That's really cool. Oops. Do you, do you do it on like a tablet and all that stuff? Like, do you draw on the tablet? How do you do it? I sketched it out by hand and then traced it in the computer and just slapped it into the software, and it's it's easier than you would think. Wow, it's really a lot easier than you would think. That's really cool, Jenny. That's awesome. Spoilers. I'm not that skilled. No, <laughs> give yourself credit. That's awesome. You taught yourself how to make cartoons. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, wow, that's we, awesome. We may or may not be eventually possibly working on the animated versions of Bell and Dubs. That's so, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's neat. Hey, if we get enough Patreons, we'll do animated dork trick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted to do a web comic like a hundred years ago, but it just never happened. Um, I even wrote it. Are so twenty door trek. Yeah, yeah. I wrote. I wrote a couple. I think I wrote like four or five like one page scripts, and just never, it's never happened. Oh, is this like the crew of the wow. Bone type thing? <sighs> no, these were actually based on the real characters of Star Trek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think there's like four or five I can find them somewhere. I don't know. The scripts were okay. I don't remember. You could have gotten by with it back then, but thanks to the ac- the uh, asshole at Axanar mm-hmm. the lawsuit, yeah, I'm pretty sure CBS would shut it down. You out. Shut one it down. Thing, one thing. Speaking of uh, actual characters from Star Trek, uh, something I thought of today uh, while I was commuting was it would be fun just just for fun to go to, um, what do you call it, Cameo, mm-hmm. and get like some of the known actors from Star Trek, like Michael Dorn or Brent Spiner, whoever that is affordable, really, and get them to say lines that we like from the show. <laughs> like, uh, I, I hardly noticed because I was working out so hard. <laughs> or, you know, stuff like that. You know and that guy's got to be available. Positive. I don't know, man. I messaged him on Instagram and never heard from him. So yeah, no, but I want like a a, a well known Star yeah. Trek person to deliver those lines. <laughs> oh, okay. I couldn't like tell Patrick cause... Stewart saying that. that would be awesome. I couldn't tell because I was working out so hard. <laughs> we um, yeah, no, it's very exciting to be back. Uh, but uh, Ben, you forgot to even mention uh, Strange New Worlds. Oh, in your well, update. That is in my update because Strange New Worlds comes back on... Well, starts. It's never been. Summer. Yeah, it's like May 5th, well, right? Season two of Discovery is kind of like season one of Strange New Worlds. But, Backdoor pilot. Yeah, that last yeah. entire season. But that is, what'd you say, March 5th, right? I think May it's 5th. May 5th, right? May 5th. Yeah. May Which the 5th will be strange. Yeah. What? 
anyway so yeah and that is going to be very interesting for me since i grew up with the original series and a lot of uh, the characters from the original series are going to be on there such as cadet uhura um lieutenant mbinga um and christine chapel i think it'll be cool man i'm really looking forward to it mm-hmm. yeah. I love that there was a, a push or it was like a joke going around that um, since they were going to have Lieutenant um, Dan, um, the <laughs> nurse, Lieutenant Dan. They were have nurse, new legs. they were going to have Nurse Chapel, but they also have number one and both characters were played by Major Barrett. They were like, well, we could just get, uh, you know, Rebecca, what's her name? Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine. Romaine to, to play both characters, just put her in a blonde wig when she's Chapel and see if anybody gets the joke. That'd be fun. He's like, no. I like it. Rebecca Romano. I, I would have liked it. I, I wouldn't think. put it past Hollywood to try to pay one actress to do two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so did I get two checks for this? Fuck no. No, 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 no. Get two caterings. Well, How about that? We asked. Uh, <laughs> but don't eat too much because we don't want you to get fat, baby. <laughs> asked Britt Spiner that with a fistful of datas. Um, when we were at the con- were you guys with me when I asked him that? No, because I said we were joking about it on our podcast, and we asked, you know, we were wondering if you got, you know, like a check for each role, or at least you know, double up or something that week, since you you basically played every character in the episode. And he laughed, and then did you know does that? Ha ha. No, I wish. Then he then he slipped his room key to Manny's girlfriend, <laughs> and it's like I got Percocets up in my room. <laughs> Uh, they're saying if you walk up to the smoking area and people are smoking don't bitch about it yeah i feel you man i understand yeah Yeah. so and i will i will say this i haven't watched a star trek episode in a very long time Mm -mm. i can't i can't remember the last time i watched it before tonight any star trek any star trek like i haven't watched any star trek in a very long time i want discovery the latest discovery no but that's funny you should mention that dennis because i watched prototype today and i found myself going wow that was really fun star trek i told stephanie i was like let's watch discovery on friday we'll get because we've we've been talking about doing it like let's watch let's watch let's but we just don't do it uh, so I said, but now to maybe Friday, let's watch some Discovery and see what happens. So mm-hmm. we're going to watch Discovery season three or season four. We'll start tomorrow. Discovery and chill. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, so we got, <laughs> we got prototype. This was the, uh, what episode, prototype. episode two, excuse me, episode 13, season two. Season two. So I watched this episode like what was it three months ago <laughs> when we were supposed to review it. Yeah. I didn't watch it today. I didn't. <laughs> Every time we kept delaying, I was like, I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> no, you know, Ted, I, did you actually watch it, Dennis? I watched it the first time. Yeah. Okay. Like do two you, months ago. Do you remember what happened, Dennis? I remember enough. All right. I I watched it again because. I missed a week when you guys got together and had a chat one time. And I thought y'all talked about the episode then. No, because so I, I didn't watch it. So then we tried <laughs> to come back. And so I watched the next episode thinking it's you guys. And, and then you were like, no, no, it's this one. I'm like, well, I'm not watching that one again. He's <laughs> just been watching the same episode every week. It's Groundhog October. Day. <laughs> so 
this week, though, since it had been so long since I'd seen it, I actually uh, watched it again, and my opinion changed. Mm. Isn't bad, like it wasn't bad. Yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Stop. That maybe a, maybe a little bit. I mean, yeah. I hate to say that the whole episode for me was just the the robots look so dumb. Like it just looks so bad they... that it just. They are Doctor Who robots, like 1970s oh, mm-hmm. Doctor Who robots. Yeah. Cybermans. Okay. No, no not, not even. even. Like, there's that one episode where they're on the mining ship and they, the robots are like one of the robots and murderer or something like that. I don't know. But like, Makes sense. It, it looks like those robots that were, that were in that episode and the ones with the halos from the Titanic episode. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Yeah. The angels. Because basically what happens is Bolana Torres, and I don't understand the beginning of it where it was in that weird, I guess it was through the camera, PO, like the robot POV, but they only yeah. did it in like the first two minutes of the episode. They didn't do it for the rest of the show, which I thought was kind of yeah. dumb. Um, so yes, they show it with the POV. It's Bolana Torres. It's like Predator Vision kind of, but Stupid. robot Predator Vision. But they only did it for the first like 60 seconds of the show. I thought my... Well, my the, uh the teaser i know yeah, but the i pay, it, it was just there for the payoff of when you see the reflection yeah, which was yeah. dumb but i thought my mm-hmm. chromecast was going out on me because i'm watching it on a new technology i'm watching it on uh pan uh, i almost said panama but paramount plus and i've never used paramount plus on my chromecast <laughs> before and i was like is my chromecast acting weird and i was like oh that's fucking stupid it reminded me of the end of the sopranos what the sopranos ended when the tv just went black and everybody went, what the fuck happened <laughs> I had that same vibe. You you spent the cold open troubleshooting a technical issue that didn't exactly. exist. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really mad. I was like, what's happening here? And I kept the color jiggle, jiggle. Yeah. Smack I, I got, it on the I, side. I got the wire hooked up right. What's going on here? Why is it? Put this some working? foil on it. <laughs> it was really annoying. So maybe that's why I found it aggravating. But I really what? like the cold open. All right, well, I, I like the interesting, like you're, you're floating in space and then the ship comes into frame and then we get to see from his point of view the, the transporter effect as he beams aboard. Yeah, but they only did it for the first like 30 seconds of the episode and they never went well, back yeah, to it. Do the whole episode that way. That would have been awesome. No, you watch mm. too much porn, Dennis. I can't, <laughs> watch it. I can't do POV for too long. It makes me, it makes me sick. <laughs> you've not done porn until you've done porn on the Oculus Rift. It's just they too much, man. more brown guys doing POV. Uh, they have too much POV. I'm tired of trying to pretend that the white cock is mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much POV. I'm out. I, I uh, not a fan. But anyway, um, don't. I, I just I thought it was goofy because they only did it for yeah. 20 seconds. But Ben liked it. It's so that's, very it's very yeah. 90s, like in the 90s, and yeah. I I think. We're probably going to see this a lot in Voyager where they try out all these new techniques and, uh, you know, oh, we have CGI now that they didn't have in previous series. So we're going to try these things that maybe even back in the 90s weren't great, but they were revolutionary. So you got to give them credit for trying it. But looking back now, 25 years later, it's like, just hokey. Yeah. Uncanny Valley. People complain about uh, the Beatles. And it just, you know, it's like, ah, it's just, it's been done. It's, it's, you know, it's whatever. It just, it sounds like everything else sounds. It's like, yeah, now, but when 1963, nothing sounded like that. And it blew everybody's minds. And then it um, changed everything. I don't well, know to be fair, I would... 
1963, they did sound like everybody else. They were just better. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, so I'm not really on board with that characterization because there were other shows that were doing stuff that I think pulled it off better. Oh, I'm not saying. So, I'm just saying, though, the the concept. Yeah, I'm not trying of, to judge it from 2022 eyes, saying, "Oh, this yeah. is terrible," you know. But th- you know, there were other shows in that time period that were doing better special effects than Voyager and better, you know, camera tricks or whatever. And then you could turn it. over to. Uh, to me, know, it's like looking at the Marvel shows and looking at the CW shows, and it's like, okay, one of these is cosplay, and one of these has a production budget. <laughs> It's pretty bad when even Hawkeye has a better production than, you know, your, your top tier when shows. The, the Steve Rogers musical in Hawkeye has a better production than TV show. Oh, God. Spoilers. Yeah. I guess. It's fine. I don't have time to watch all the television that I would like to watch, so I've just given up and I'm not watching anything. <clears throat> That's not a bad way to look at it. Dennis... <laughs> I mean, Dennis was super shocked when I told him I'm up to date on Boba Fett. Are like, you still I've, up to date? Yeah, I watched the f- new episode on Wednesday because Sophie's mm-hmm. into it. So it's something Sophie oh, and I cool. do together. Nice. Um, so I thought last week's episode wasn't that good, but this so, week was a return to form. I like, I think Boba Fett's fine. Like, I don't get all the, I mean, besides the fact that he looks like a dumb old man and it's not very believable because he just got this dumb old bald guy like trying to be a badass. <laughs> Like I find that part hard to believe, but I think the so show's I think the show's fine. You were okay. a badass back when the the prequels came out, and you were the 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 basis for all the clone troopers. But that was my sources say. I think that's what um, he's trying to say. Long now, time though. ago, like now yeah. he's trying to say he's trying to do a different way of doing his business. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. I mean, I think Boba Fett's fine. I like all the Sand People stuff. The stories. Uh, we don't use that that term. The Tuscan Raiders. Thank you. I like the Tuscan Raider backstory. It's a little slow, but I think it can be because it's what ten episodes. So it's like. By the I, way, the Las Vegas Raiders should move to Tucson and uh, just call themselves <laughs> the Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would yes. be a fan. So. so I have a source that says <clears throat> Book of Boba Fett was actually supposed to be Mandalorian season three. And that was the original plan was we would have two episodes or two seasons with Mando and Groku that would tell that story. And then the third season we've reintroduced Boba Fett and now third season of Mandalorian would be about Boba what we're seeing now with Boba Fett Mm -hmm. and this growing universe of the Mandalorian, you know, corner of the galaxy. Interesting. But because mando had gotten too popular um and grogu was so popular or what you know baby yoda as they called him there he is um that uh they decided it's like no 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 we gotta shift gears and have a you know another whole season of mando so then they changed gears last minute and season three suddenly was book of boba fett makes sense the other cool thing, and Jenny, I think I pointed this out to you. Um, have you seen their COVID mitigation? Mm-mm. How in people who, unless you're a pretty big ass star like Jennifer Beals or uh, Machete, um, she looks stunning. She is amazing. Who's but, Jennifer uh, Beals? 
She's the uh, the Twilight Twilight uh, bar uh, owner. Yeah. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Oh. <laughs> I love. I love the. As it, it always it always takes stream. a second to recognize her for me. Like yeah. she was in a Law and Order episode. I was like, "Who is this woman?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's Jennifer Beals." Oh my god! Yeah, it's Mr. Peanut Butter's ex-wife. <laughs> Somebody out there would get that fucking joke. <laughs> I don't watch that show. I haven't watched that show. It's fantastic. What I'm watching that? it for like the fifth time. BoJack. Okay. BoJack Horseman. So the other uh, big thing with the she's uh, fifty eight, yeah, wow, and she black, makes a black damn don't good crack. Yeah, yeah, but um, the other thing is the whole uh, her name know, is Garza bubbling. Flip. She'd be flipping that pussy, Jack. <laughs> uh, damn. <laughs> the uh, the whole trans thing that they unintentionally introduced, or maybe intentionally, we don't know. The Twilight uh, strippers, you yeah. Have, when they come in and you've got the the male one and the female one, apparently, yes. right? Well, if you pay attention to Twilight culture, Twilight culture, the females, <laughs> their ears are these little earbud things, and that's why when they're little hats, they have the little triangle-looking things over their ears, uh-huh. right? The males have human-looking ears, oh, and okay. so their heads, their hats have the little cutouts. But when the two strippers walk up, the one who would appear male had the female style hat on. And so a lot of people are taking that as being like a, 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 a non-binary or a trans. Was that kind a of thing, thing before or just a part of a costume or well, a lot of people are going, it was probably just a fucking costume thing. Yeah. This but is exhausting. I would hope like, they would if, be more over. There is because there's episodes where the females have taken their their hats off and they have the little ear cone things, uh-huh. right? Where they take the hat off and they do have the little weird ear looking things. Mm-hmm. So it's established before now that the females have different ears than males. Interesting. This so, is I, again. I said this is exhausting. Like the Easter egg, the Easter egg culture of the nerd wing of of fandom is exhausting. Imagine because having to write all the Easter eggs. Like, all right, do we get enough in this episode? They probably, they probably have the somebody that just Finla- does it. No, the executive producer guy, not hey, uh, Favreau. Filoni is like a huge Star Wars nerd. I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars fan but, too, but I don't know that shit. I'm sure they have people that well, go, okay, let's, let's, let's put stuff in there. I'm sure it's, there's, that's probably somebody's job is just to put Easter eggs and stuff. I'm yes. sure they do write in like clever, like, you know, the simple ones, like where they mention a character from somewhere else and go, oh, that's cool. But other than that, I imagine it's just, it's exhausting. Cause like every, every article on the internet, every, oh, oh did you see the, the, every post social media? Did you see the, the, all the hints to that? It's like, no, dude, I just watched the episode. Like I watched it once and turned it off and then instantly forgot about it. Well, like, like, I, sh- didn't, I didn't see every fucking Easter egg that popped up on my screen every 20, here's every 36 Easter eggs from the last episode of the Mandalorian. Yeah. So who has this kind of fucking time? Like I can well, barely enjoy job. a thing. It's your job to do that, though. By the way, 75% of those aren't actual Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just somebody interjecting their own opinion yeah. and stuff. A plot or it's point, just the actual story. An Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this, it's like, yeah, that's just called writing a fucking well, story, you dope. No, when he mentioned Jabba the Hutt, you may remember he was. Who? Turn of the Jedi. <laughs> killed by Princess Lee. <laughs> 
Those now, are the ones is, that... There is an Easter egg related to Bib Fortuna that is um, from the books, from the Tales from Jabba's Palace. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so there's like the um, the little like fishbowl with spider legs running around sometimes. Mm-hmm. Those are priests that live under the palace yeah. that take brains out of people and then put them in these little spider bodies. And in the tale of Bib Fortuna, that happens to him. He actually goes back to the palace after the barge gets destroyed and he's hanging out there. Those guys capture him and then turn him into a spider brain. But that doesn't happen though, because he gets not in continuity. Yeah, they made all that legends. Yeah, so it's not canon anymore. But that's still an Easter egg to that kind of that story. Hmm. Interesting. Now you Uh, may notice that also he hires these two green pig looking guards. Yes. That's a secret (laughs) reference to the Gamorrean guards. You may remember Luke Skywalker (laughs) choking one of them. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. But anywho, um, I don't I don't want to get off on a tangent or anything. (laughs) So you may see that uh Belana Torres um when she's working on the the, the robot, which looks um, like shit, by the way. I mean, it's just it's it, definitely low budget robot. Oh my god! It's just like they took a kid's Halloween costume and they just spray painted it silver and said, "All right, you're a robot now." It's it looks terrible. Beep, and when the boop, yeah, at least like, give us like the lost is, in space robot. Yeah, something. It's just it's it's just awful. And when the whole episode is based around this robot. And it just looks like shit. It, I, I'm not. I don't want to sound like a dick, but it just kind of took me out of it. I mean, I guess yeah. they did have to make more than one. You know, they probably made like a dozen or so. They made three. Things, so. We saw three of yeah. them. Was and then, three? yes, we saw right. this guy, the one that was on the table, the prototype zero 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 one, and then what? the other guy. So they made three of them, and then they oh, also made the bronze the one, the different one. color yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. So or there's did they just four. spray paint one after they had the principal photographer. I would say yes. One. I would say probably. So they probably. Here's the thing. You only ever see though two in a scene together. Yeah. Because there's the one on the table and him, but when the boss one comes in, they haven't got the other one on the table yet. Yeah. So it's so probably the boss that one, one and the prototype one are probably the same one. They probably pulled um, a Jean Claude Van Damme double take, and it's the same <laughs> guy. Like just it's a mirror, like Prince when the doves cry video. It's the same thing. <laughs> So they probably only had two robots, and Why they could not a production section on this Wikipedia page. They couldn't make them look be better. That it's just it's so bad. Well, you could probably go to Memory Alpha and they could do it. Yeah, they probably have it there. They just John have an excessively long description of the plot. Yeah, it's like it's like reading a recipe online. It's so, like just get to the fucking recipe already. Why do we got to sit through all this? So we hap- were in the Delta Quadrant. Well, what happened was. Um, this story was actually pitched by a freelancer that they had worked with before. Michael Piller, who brought us Best of Both Worlds, so let's give him some credit, all right? He's not all bad, but save TNG, save Star Trek. It could have all ended right there, season two, three, and be done, but he pulled it out of his ass with Best of Both Worlds and saved the whole franchise. Anyway, so he re- he hears the pitch, Loves it, has the guy come in, gives the pitch, they buy the pitch. The other producers on the show are like, you're out of your goddamn mind. 
It, it's robots fighting robots. It's it's fucking hokey nineteen. I'm into shit. I'm into robots fighting robots. Give me more me of that. Me too. But they're mm-hmm. saying it's like nineteen fifties hokey bullshit. Get, we we don't do that here. This is Star Trek. And so, back yeah, and forth, back and we forth. We don't do fun. He sells them on it, and uh, you know Brian Singer's like, oh, I wanted a grittier version. No, he he didn't. He wasn't there. But um, anyway, they sell it and here's the episode directed by jonathan frakes i mean it's not a bad episode it's just it's just when the whole episode's based around the robot and the robot culture and the robot looks dumb then the whole episode just kind of feels goofy but they weren't meant to be a culture though they were like an accidental culture no i understand that but at least put some effort into it like these, this, this is clearly just. I mean, they should, they should have had like a white stripe on their, on their uniforms with their number, or just, da- would... just data them up a little bit. Like, give them some yeah. fancy makeup. I mean, you could have done a lot. Which is, they just put that stupid mask on them. This once again tells me that Star Trek hates artificial life <laughs> because. Th- Star Once Trek again, is secretly part of a uh, Romulan order that is sworn to uh, keep artificial intelligence from coming to prominence. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as much as I despise fucking Klingons, and, you know, if, if there wasn't a, another Klingon on any Star Trek ever again, I'd be a happy man. As much as that hatred is there, I really do like the Romulans. Right? Yes. And I, I hate that they got done dirty. Romulans are okay. The whole JJ verse thing that happened over there. Nero here. Hi. Hi, Christopher. <laughs> Nero. <laughs> so other than so that, stupid. I mean, the Romulans have always been one of my favorite of, of the Trek villains. It was just, it was a, a more just the, the the secrecy or whatever. So if they're helping keep down AI, more power to them. They're keeping down um, Alan Iverson. Why do we got to do that? Are. The answer is such a nice guy. Trying to make him practice all the time. It's like I ain't got time for practice. We're talking about practice, Romulan Empire. No, you're going to practice. Not a not, battle. Not, not a, a battle. battle. Not a battle. But a practice. Come on, Romulus. <laughs> so, no. But the thing is, those you've got these robots, right? And no matter how friendly they are, what happens? They turn. Oh yeah. Right. And like even the guy, he's giving his, old, his stiff robotic speech where he's like, and then we will be able to outnumber them and conquer our enemies. Like he's doing the, sh- the fish shake to, sh- to emote, but he's yeah. doing it yeah. robotically. It's the old, it's the old rise up against your oppressors. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but the Sung robots turn on us. The holograms try to turn on us. Don't but it's fuck a, with artificial intelligence. But it's it's a mm-hmm. science. It's a sci-fi trope as old as time. Like your career, it's it's Frankenstein for yeah. God's sakes. Frankenstein's yeah. monster rises up and tries to and kills its creator. I mean, that's just you know, we shouldn't was, be playing God. When she exactly. was trying to revive the robot, but God damn it! Now I'm saying it like you and Asimov. <laughs> but robot. when she. Well, no, I used to make fun of you for saying that, but then I found out that saying that's how it, Asimov saying said robot it. is super fun. No, but that's how Asimov said it. Well, I just say it because you sound like an idiot. But if Asimov says it, then I'm cool with it. It's a robot. 
It's a robot. I mean, I think he's the expert in robots. Yeah. We should say it like he does. Doesn't Dr. Ben... Dr. Zoidberg was based off of that. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't Bender, uh, doesn't uh, uh, the guy Dennis just mentioned say robots? Yeah, Zoidberg. Yeah, Zoidberg says robots. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Oh, Mr. Robot. I love that show. He's, he's like a, what, like a stooge that just was forgotten in time. But no, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's possibly the sleeper best character on that show. Yeah, Zoidberg. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not saying yeah. he's he's gonna run. They don't need to do episodes about him, but yeah. he's a fantastic supporting character. Yeah. That's his niche. Yeah. You know, yeah, occasional foil for the episode, but usually just the guy who comes in and does something funny and then leaves. Yeah, he's yeah. wonderful. But I like a character like that. That's just. You get him in doses, but not long enough that it's just like, oh my God, I get it. Okay, yes, he's a Jewish vaudeville stereotype from the 1930s. Get on. (laughs) I don't know. Me neither. You know, one thing you mentioned about uh, like the robot ranting or whatever. So kind of the whole point of this story appears to be, oh, when we make artificial intelligence, we make it too logical like it everything is decided by logic cold logic and no emotion blah 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 and but they do the same thing they do with the cybermen from doctor who where supposedly they strip all emotion from them but then they get pissed off at the doctor and they start ranting and yelling and like getting excited about winning and stuff like that it's like no those are all emotions that you're talking about (laughs) and that you're showing right now it's like you you don't understand we only give them the bad emotions Yeah. yeah Oh, see, that's the Daleks. They always said that they had all of their emotions taken out, but they didn't. They no, had the only all one of their they had positive was, uh, emotions. They only have hate. Yeah. Or, you know, so it's just like, but okay. With the Cybermen, like whenever they were going to upgrade people, they always remove their emotions. Yeah. You will be upgraded. I'm like, I, I thought the, the end of the episode, I think, really saves it because it kind of just, I don't want to say it meanders, but it does kind of just like, Bolana feels some kind of sympathy for the robot. She's, oh man, they're going to be extinct. We, I got to help them. This guy thinks I could make more of them. I could save their whole culture. She gets, <clears throat> she gets like this, you know, God's kind of syndrome where she wants to heal and cure and help. And, and Janeway's like, you don't want to do that. Prime. It's weird because this is the first time I hear him mention the Prime Directive in the whole fucking series. Like now, all of a sudden, it's like, well, it was the Prime Directive. We can't get involved in something like this. Like, what are we doing here? Like, now the Prime Directive. It's very convenient. Well, she just they, doesn't want to help. Yeah, that's <laughs> there, what I think was, it is. There was Prime Directive stuff with the um, <clears throat> the 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 dirty Klingon aliens. I forget what they're called. Oh, the Kazons. um, yeah, yeah, the Kazons. It has Kazons. been a long time since we watched this show. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I was thinking Kazon, but I'm like, no, that's Kazon Dax, and I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's Kurzon. Yeah. No, so with the Kazon, though, when they were trying to steal the uh, transporter technology and the replicator technology, and they made such a big deal about, how, oh, we got to get that back. We we can't let our technology get out. It's, yeah, and that be. was big prime directive shit there. Yeah, but this is just her essentially saying, like, I can't. This is Janeway being like, no, nah, I can't take you to the movies because I gotta work. Kind of sorry, teenage kid. I'll we'll do it next time. No, I don't think it's it's uh, no, it's it's more like no, the rule is you can only go to the movies on Fridays. I know you don't have school tomorrow, and today's Thursday. 
but the rule is we don't <laughs> go to the movies on Friday. Fair enough. That works. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's, that that's the too. rule. The rule's there for a reason. Cats in their quarters and the shovel ship. <laughs> <laughs> they do their thing. And so uh, they give the whole speech and she's feeling good about herself. And then they, then the robot kidnaps her when he's going to send her back. And then they're going to build uh, the robot. And what is it? 6263 is like, well, if you don't make this thing, we'll kill you and Voyager. Because Voyager picks a fight with the ship and just gets their <laughs> ass handed to him, which is yeah. so, so funny. And it happened fast. It happened <laughs> fast. As soon as I knew it was a bad idea, though, as soon as Chakotay was like, well, you know, with our scans, we can't even tell, you know, their capabilities. And it's just like, then why are you going to hit the hornet's nest? Yeah, that doesn't mean that, yeah. <laughs> That's bad captain. Leroy Jenkins. Totally. She totally Leroy Jenkins. And she got her ass handed to her. Well, when they said, awesome. oh, it looks as if their, sh- their shields are down to 80% and she gets a smug look like that should tell them something. They're like, Chakotay is in the bridge and they're talking over the situation and trying to figure out what to do. And then she just comes out of her ready room with like coffee just coursing through her veins and she's just ready for action. She's got paint on her face, like she's dressed up like Arnold in command and uh, fucking commando, and she's just ready to rock. Yeah. There's some engine in walking by. She just fucking punches the guy, right? Takes the blood from her fist. <laughs> <laughs> she essentially right? she's gives ready to go. She gives it the Vader all too easy at the <laughs> towards the end of Empire, all too easy, and then this yeah. ship just starts kicking their ass. It was awesome. <laughs> The only thing we have, impressive. the only thing Voyager has, <laughs> most impressive, is these the engines. Some, but these are some powerful ass uh, yeah. uh, robots. Because I mean, the, even the guy, uh, what was his number? Three nine something or other. What three nine four seven. Three nine four seven was like talking cash shit to Torres. He was like, "You guys can't fuck with us. We gonna we gonna blow you out the water, baby. You best." Well, how long have they down. been fighting this uh, war? Decades. Ten thousand day, a million days, or something. That's how long this guy had been built. A, a million yeah, he was, days. He was online. Yeah, a million days. A million days. That was it a million number. hours? I thought it was days. How long is a million days? I don't know. A long divided time. by three hundred sixty-five. Two thousand seven hundred forty years. So yes, yeah, so that's a long, long time to develop new technologies and better ways to kill your enemies. See them driven before you. <laughs> yeah. But she does the whole thing and she's feeling good about herself and she wants to help and she builds this prototype and she figures it out. And she's like, oh, you guys, the reason why they're not working is because you all have individ- individual energy signatures. And I thought they were going to try to push that as these things being sentient. Like I thought that's where they were going. I was like, oh God, here we go again. It's their soul. Yeah, that's what I thought they were doing. And when they didn't, I was really happy. <laughs> like that, that the episode went up two points right there for me because I was like, wow, okay, we're not doing that. This is awesome. But she figures out that, you know, if I can get you guys operating all on the same wavelength, then the parts are interchangeable and I can fix it. So she manages to make the robot and everybody's all happy. And then he goes into the whole spiel or like, yeah, we killed them and we killed them too. And we're going to kill everybody. We're going to be great. No, they tried to turn <laughs> us off. They tried to deactivate us. And when they did that, that meant that they were the enemy. And our rule is kill the enemy. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have created a sentient robot. Yeah. <laughs> it was really awesome when she just kind of has that moment when she's standing there at the dish. Oh my God. What what I I I do? <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool that they went that route with it. Cause like I said, yeah. I was 
100% sure they were going to go the other way and it was going to be, oh man. She killed a baby though. She did. That's awesome. I just fucking stabbed his ass. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy hit it with the Iron Man repulsive Prototype rays. zero, zero, one. Ready for receiving program. <laughs> <laughs> she stabbed his ass. Right in the power unit. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was cool. Definitely got the Frankenstein vibes off of it. Oh, yeah. But also, you know, it's like the, I don't know, the trope that we, I mean, I guess best from Jurassic Park, but other things too. Just because we can do a thing doesn't mean we should do a thing. Yeah. And and this was definitely like, yeah, you can figure out how to make the robots uh, be able to replicate. But I'm thinking somebody did that way back a long time ago. And now we have the Borg. Yeah. And the thing is, too, I, I don't want to pick on because we haven't watched the show in a long time. But I feel I feel like a lot of these episodes, especially when we come in and we review them and we're breaking them down, like we sum this thing up in like five minutes. Yeah. I feel like there's always just so much stretching out of this one point on a Voyager episode because there's never really any B stories. I know we got into a little bit of B stories before we took our hiatus. There was a couple B stories here and there, but it's yeah. always just one story that they just really, it just keeps going and go. It's like, dude, let's wrap this up. We could have done this in 23 minutes. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to think again, no B story. Yeah, you're, I didn't notice it at the time, but it's just like, no. But it just no kind of, me. it just kind of meanders. Like it just, and you know, and they have like, she's coming to, I guess like a relationship with the robot where she wants to call him 39 and she's trying to be friendly with him and she's liking him. So like she totally tricks herself into being this, this liberator or savior of this race. And she's super into that. I would have liked to have seen them touch more on that at the end of the episode, as opposed to her saying like, it was so beautiful. Well, I created life. She didn't get it. Like she didn't understand. Like she allowed herself to fall into that. Like I'm the great savior of this race, as opposed to being like, oh shit, I really shouldn't. I shouldn't fuck with some of this stuff. Maybe huh? they didn't make them <laughs> reproducible for a reason, right? Like I feel like she was she was harping on the wrong. She was sad about the wrong thing at the end of the episode. But again, that's where the 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 I guess the prime directive though. This is it one of those so cases beautiful. where. It was accurate, though, that, you know, where Janeway was like, no, they weren't designed that way, and it's not our place to change that. But I would have liked to seen her reflect on that feeling that she, like, she let herself be seduced by the power that she kind of had over these robots. Yeah, I think it would have given a lot more meaning to the episode rather than just taking 25 minutes or 40 minutes to get to that point and then just like, okay. It's done because you could have you could have seen I would have maybe liked to see more on the ship where her continuing to do the things Janeway is telling her not to do and someone call her out on it like hey man like you don't know anything about these but you're you're falling in love with the idea of it the power of it all you know because it's a power thing I thought it was just her her motivation was I need to help them but still that's still some kind of even a white knight like yeah. focusing on the effect and not the consequence. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, well, I can I can solve this problem. Well, what happens when you solve that problem? Now you've made this happen. Like, you need to, especially if you want to be a, you know, senior staff on my ship, you need to be able to 
appreciate all the uh, the causalities of what the decisions that you make and stuff like that. So that should have been the, her takeaway from this. Like she saw the simple problem that she could fix, but she didn't think about it was a teachable larger moment. aspect of it. Yeah, but she yeah. didn't learn. Yeah, <laughs> she was just yeah. sad because, oh man, I, I created this thing and I didn't get to finish it. Like he was just there wanting programming and he said that he was ready to take programming and I didn't help or I couldn't do. I, I was like, no, man, no, you, you're missing out. You're missing the point. <laughs> like that's not the point. The point is you shouldn't fucking play God lady. And the real, the real bummer is that she didn't have a solid one liner to deliver when she killed that robot. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. And programming. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good one. <laughs> Upload this. Yeah. <laughs> What is it fucking uh File control corrupted? Control all delete. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Your, your operating system encountered a fatal error. Yeah. <laughs> the blue screwdriver of death. <laughs> Looks like you need an update. Ugh. Yeah. It's very good stuff though. Malware detected. Ah! And there was, I don't know if you guys caught it, but there was, did you, did you catch the little beef? Cause I wrote in my notes between Chakotay and Paris when they're talking about the plan and Chakotay, you didn't, oh, you guys watched it like remember. six months ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and maybe this time we won't lose another shuttle. Yes. Like Paris is like, I got the plan. Oh. Just, just let me do it. And he's like, well, maybe we won't lose another shuttle. And <laughs> so there was like a little beef going on there between the two of them, which I kind of like, like, let's build that up. Let's work on some of this stuff. Yeah. I think I feel like they're just toying with our emotions. It's not going to go anywhere. Was Neelix in this episode? A little. Yes, he was the coffee uh, in the middle of the night when she was getting another pot of coffee. Yeah, and he, he like, cut her oh, off. You've already had two. You're cut off. And then he yeah. told her the story about the omelets, and she was all like, so you put too many ingredients? Like, no, I was missing the most simple ingredient, salt. And she took away from that, like, the answer's right in front of your face. You just got to stop and think about it a little bit harder. Yeah. But I really think, like, so I don't it know. is Neelix's fault, basically. Yes. Yes. But the thing is, I sent you guys a Twitter thread. I don't know if you looked at it from a yes. couple of days ago, because apparently it's like the 27th anniversary of the premiere of Voyager. Yeah. Right. So people on Twitter were waxing poetic about what's, How you know, great. your favorite Voyager. So, you know, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. And this one came across that I thought was interesting. What's your unpopular opinion about Star Trek Voyager? <clears throat> and I was looking through a lot of these things and some of them were just like, Neelix is pretty cool. Yeah. That's an unpopular opinion is that Neelix is cool. Are we wrong about Neelix? We are not. Mm -mm. The pseudo woke movement of the United States that's currently oh. grasping the world where you think, oh, we should be nice to everybody. It's it, it's bullshit. Neelix is a fucking pedophile. Is that woke? He's annoying as fuck. Is that wokeness he, or just people trying to be polite to each other? Because no, I, it's but it's the fake bullshit polite. It's it, you're being polite because it's supposedly the right thing to do, not because you actually believe it. You you you, you build your entire self worth about oh I'm a good person and look and like I'm I'm reading on Reddit for uh, on am I the asshole and there's some kid who's like hey. I'm in Japan. My English is not so good, so pardon me. But he builds tanks, right? 
and he's got tanks from all like World War II from all the different sides. And he's got like from the 60s and the, he just likes building tanks. He's got U.S. tanks, Russian tanks, German tanks. Like models um, or yeah, mo- tanks. like little okay. models. You know, it's just he, he builds models and he's got like a pretty big collection. Well, he starts dating this American girl and she's like, oh, well, these tanks are racist. You have to get rid of them. And he's like, they're they're models. And she's like, yeah, well, you have to get rid of all the the German ones and all the Japanese ones and all the uh, Israeli ones because they're all racist. And he's like, but I'm Japanese. And she's like, well, you're racist. (laughs) Yeah. So so that was her big thing. And then it's like, what's the moral equivalency? Because I'm thinking the Soviets did some pretty nasty shit with their tanks in Afghanistan. So, I mean, where do you, where's your, your lining on that? And it's, oh, because I was told that Germans, Japanese, and Israelis are racist, so they're bad. And I'm sorry that the Japanese are getting pulled into this because I'm like... No, they're racist. Well, I know they are, but I mean... Everybody's racist. racist. I mean, but every, every culture is racist against some other culture. I mean, that was kind of a core tenet of uh, Japanese imperialism is that the Japanese people are better than everybody else. So, I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Japanese and the Chinese hate each other. Yeah. Because the Japanese are better than them. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, like, I'm reading some of these opinions on here, and it's like, oh, yeah. Neelix is one of the best characters on the show. Hands down, makes the ship a home that the crew didn't have to blah blah like a lot you know of what? people be loving neelix it's a like, lot of mental gymnastics to go through you, to your, your mom and a home for them yeah your mom and dad were busy working you know i'm sorry zoomer okay your gen x mom and dad had to both work jobs and didn't get to be there to fucking wipe your ass enough and give you hugs and kisses enough and now you grew up with some kind of fucking mommy issue or daddy issue and so neelix makes warm soup and you're like oh he he makes the whole show he's our daddy now i thought that was our generation we're the latchkey kids we're the original no we're the no we were the kids that were put in front of the fucking television left the fuck alone and said good luck don't go don't open the door if the raper comes by again guess who the raper is neelix okay so just you're good <laughs> you're good yeah, i think there's a difference between uh people eventually getting used to leola root than he made it a home for them you know yeah. like eventually they got used to the bullshit they had to do because they they didn't want to just eat rations all the time yeah you know i don't know starfleet rations are pretty good they're limited, I guess. This is very interesting, though, because as, as we're going through Voyager, it's like, what are we missing? But is it also yeah. just a case of this or this is some people's first Star Trek, so you can really do no wrong? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is that it's just like this is what some kids fell in love with with Star Trek because they DS Nine was DS 9s heavy. It's a heavy show. I mean, Voyager Nobody watched it. Voyager has like. I don't know, uh, a lady captain and like, look at all the fun stuff that happens and like, we, and I don't know, it, it seems more light and kind of footloose and fancy fruit and, and, and TNG was over unless you're watching the movies. And at that point they were old, lame. Yeah. One, one thing with Voyager that I'm actually kind of waiting to see how it's done is when they start having kids um, like that Naomi Wildman and the board kids, Yeah, because they're not like, wesley where wesley wants to be one of the adults and he's annoying when you're a kid because when we're kids and watching tng or whatever 
he's annoying because he's trying to be the smartest person and the show is making him the smartest person on the ship. And you're like, that's bullshit. I should be there instead, you know? <laughs> but I get the feeling that in Voyager, the kids are actually kids and they have mm-hmm. kid problems and they act like kids and they're- I shit my pants! Like kids, you know, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. And somebody helps them with shitting their pants. So they I don't, don't do put it. a poop and diaper in the replicator. <laughs> I'm a super duper pooper. Okay, Damon, <laughs> calm down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I can remember though, uh, in Dennis, I guess you, I, you watched enough of Picard. You might know the, the whole Echeb thing. Okay. So when the situation with Echeb comes back, that was fucking powerful to me because of him from the, you know, me watching him on Voyager. That I was almost to the point of writing a very stern letter to uh, the writers that week. So instead of just, you know, subtext, that whole thing is unnecessary completely, but well, you mean Picard as a whole? Yeah, I think so too. That's why I stopped watching it. One particular scene was with eye trauma. It was just, what are you doing? I felt bad for Chris over at Trek FM had just had eye surgery. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, hi, this is this episode. Jesus. Yeah, I'm not into that. They didn't watch this episode of Voyager where you're supposed to learn just because you have the power to do something, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. They exactly. had the power to make that really realistic looking eye trauma scene, but they didn't, they shouldn't have done it. And the robot just looks so goofy. Yeah. So goofy. I'm Maybe curious. They were saving money for something. I want to watch, I want to watch the cartoon because I think that's something that Star Wars has done so well mm-hmm. is incorporate new viewers by creating these amazing cartoons that kids and yeah that kids and adults could like i want to show it to my kids to see if they're into it but like i'm afraid because it's a star trek they'll be like this is for dorks and you can't (laughs) trust what you read on twitter because there's so many sycophants that just want you know they just say anything positive about like oh the episode was so great i was like you're 40 like why are you like why are you so into this show like is it really that good for a 40 year old when it's supposed to be for kids are you analyzing it from a kid's perspective or from your own personal love of star trek yeah like i'm trying to watch it um i'm not really into it uh is it good at least 50 if i were (laughs) if i were 10 and this was my intro to star trek I think I might be disappointed when I found real Trek. How do you that. even know that though? How do you know? Because it's, I, because I'm me and I have opinions based on mm. nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is it more like action adventure? Well, it's, it's, it, it's definitely faster. It's definitely, you know, it, it, you know, got to keep stuff happening yeah. so you can keep the yeah. attention. Right. But then the, the, the bad guys are bad. But then the, you know, but there's like the different nuances and stuff. I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Fringe, Noble. Um, I can't remember his first name. He played the the old guy on Mark Fringe. Mark mm-hmm. Noble? I think Mark John. Name? John Noble. Oh, okay. He's the, uh, the voice of the lead bad guy. And he does a very good job of it. But um, it, it's, it'll, it grabs your attention. But it's just exciting. It's when exciting you watch that-, that, and then after you finish watching the 20 episodes of that, you go to staff meetings on TNG, 
you're, you're not gonna like it so i think the progression but should be i like this tng discovery you know the animated series well so did i but look at us now we're we're doing a podcast we're nerds but there's kid nerds that might like that kind of stuff too. Maybe not I just, TNG because his production value isn't as good. I just know we're, we don't have an equivalent that Star Wars does. Well, do you I think mean, that's what the, do you think that's what the new shows are trying to be? Because the new shows are a little bit more action packed. They're a little bit more. Like try to try to compare uh, Prodigy to. Have you seen Rebels? Some of it, yeah. Okay, compare Rebels it to, is better. To Rebels, yeah. Rebels seems more serious. But it's also Maybe that's not fair because Rebel. I think Rebels is probably the best Star Star Wars thing. Could be, yeah, that there is. But but yeah, who are my... you to who are you to say like that's real? That's not real Star Trek, but TNG is. No, no, no I'm I'm not, but I am. Mm, yeah, because I think you said that. <laughs> real, real Star Trek though is what the the corpus is the the body whole. I understand. See, but I understand exactly what Ben's saying, though, because if you go from watching, like, if you go, wow, this is really great. I want to check out more Star Trek. And you turn on an episode of TNG and it's five people sitting around a coffee table talking about is the robot sentient or not? You're like, what the fuck am I watching? The cartoon had guys with bad with guns shooting each other and all kinds of shit. But I think that's so it'd be like having the Clone Wars and then having a TV show that was the new republic where it's basically senate meetings you know <laughs> but, I'm but saying, i think that's so, what's good about it is that like the the universe is being a little bit more diverse it's not all just okay here's this show yeah. here's this type of show there's something for everybody in star trek now and i i I, I, I do i appreciate that and I, no i do i i'm not shitting on prodigy in the least because i think it, it's different enough but it's still within the universe and kids needed that and so what i was trying to say is that I think the progression, if to get you to the boring shit, is to start them out with Prodigy, and that gets them into the universe. They, they know what a starship is. They know what Federation is. They blah, blah, blah. Take them to, they as they get older, then they progress into uh, like disco. lower Take decks. Like disco or whatever. They, they, no, you move up to lower decks when they're teenagers, right? So now they're into disco. The show, not the the dance. Both. And, I'm saying both. <laughs> so they they get that, and it's it's funny, but it's still steeped into the culture, and it's more into the what the rest of Star Trek is. Then take them to the animated series. Now you're animated, but you're definitely more in line, other than Fifty Foot Vulcans, with which is awesome. You know, yeah, which is, but it's still it's getting slower pace or whatever and then from animated series go to original series tng void you know and just run through then and now you're hooked for life after once you finish animated series you're addicted you're in. But, what, but i'm saying is like if you're on if you're on plus and you mm-hmm. watch prodigy and then yeah. like a kid goes oh that's cool and then boom well hey check this out check out check out disco check out this uh, this new show looks cool because I because even as a I really enjoy TNG I love Deep Space Nine Voyager is all right the original yeah. the original series to me it's all right like I enjoyed the movies as a kid because the movies were yeah. grand and things happened the TV show was just kind of like but again this goes back to what you what were am saying I watching about Voyager here? earlier 
So for me, Toss will always be real Star Trek because that's what I started with. I feel you. That was the one that when I was five years old and I turned on the TV that Saturday afternoon in the summer of 1976 or whatever it was, and the Gary Seven episode was on. The, probably the least amount of actual Star Trek, you know, it's like with Doctor Who when we point people toward Blink and the Doctor's barely in it. With um, Gary Seven episode, that was a backdoor pilot for, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that pulled me in. So I wanted to see more of it. And I, so I just kept watching it, you know, as a little kid, kept watching it, hoping the cat would come back sometime. <laughs> the, guy with the, yeah. the, the computer thing. Um. Then Cat's Paw. So there's like, oh, yeah, see, there's the cat again. And then I was hooked because it was a, a show with cats. Um, God. And you hate cats. And I hate cats. And I'm just, I'm, maybe it's because I was so like traumatized that the cats never came back in Star Trek. It was maybe just those two episodes. And it's just like they betrayed me. Um, so I think with Prodigy, I don't, I wouldn't push a kid though to watching the it's well, like you can't push like, a kid to watch if anything they, if, if they like prodigy then let that just don't be like oh you might like that no just you like prodigy enjoy it you found something that's in my universe that you enjoy enjoy it when my kids were out front uh play, i was drawing comics one day and i hear them out front and they're playing star wars but they're not playing Star Wars like, you know, we used to play when we were kids. They were playing Star Wars based on Clone Wars. Did you yell at them that they were doing it wrong? <laughs> no, because in like one of the kids tells my son or my youngest that is like, it's one of my favorite stories to tell because they're like, oh, and, and Daniel has to be uh, Yoda. And Daniel stops and he flicks his light because it's the, you know, the ones you flick and they expand and he yeah. flips his lightsaber and it comes out and he's like, that's Master Yoda. And I'm like, I'm good with this. This this cartoon and the prequels and everything, that's that helped me make peace with all the prequels. Because it's like, you know what? There's a whole other generation that's coming into this now. Oh, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. So it's, I watched Star Wars when I was a little kid, the, like the, the original trilogy, and got pulled in. I have no business as a 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old judging any of the star wars movies anymore no i think you're spot on with that you just have to you have to realize that it's not for you and i think once you come to peace with that it's it's a lot easier to just kind of yeah sure you know like but i can talk to my kid about clone troopers now or yeah. i can talk about Django fett and boba fett and the evolution of of that family and so we have that common ground because there was a cartoon series yeah that some people yeah. may or may not have liked yeah. And so with Prodigy, I think that's another thing where it's like eventually there's going to be some father who is like hardcore DS9 fan, right? That's going to have a conversation that's going to talk about dilithium crystals or warp drive with his daughter or his son. And they're going to have that bonding moment because there was something in the Star Trek <laughs> universe that both of them could come to the table with. Yeah, it makes sense. So that's my rant. All right. So, uh, Jenny, what that's you all think? I got to say about that. After 15 <laughs> minutes, that's all I got to say. Jenny, what do, you, <laughs> what do you think about the episode? I feel like it was it was pretty enjoyable. I agree with what you're saying about like, I wish it had a B story. I wish most Voyager episodes had a B story. It's kind of hard to judge from three months ago. 
but I liked it. It was okay. It was a, uh, I'll give it a six. Okay. That's like, you know what? I think say six is a good safe number. Like it's a six. Yeah. Dennis, yeah. Dennis, what about you? It's a five. It's just kind of there for me. Yeah, it's fair. I'm going to meet you guys in the middle and say five and a half. Um, there's no B story. The robot looks fucking ridiculous. I mean, come on, put a little effort, please. Just a little effort. I mean, a little bit of effort. Um, yeah. And just, we could have wrapped this up a lot faster. Uh, five, five, uh, Ben, what about you, bud? 6.5. All right. I like the, it, it felt like a, a, a good nod to like classic, uh, tropes and science fiction. Oh yeah. Um, you know, the whole Frankenstein thing that we talked about, I mean, the different, you know, robots fighting robots, you know, the whole you know, do a thing, should a thing, would a thing. It all comes together for me. Um, not the greatest episode. It's not best of both worlds. It's, it's not in the pale moonlight, but it, it's, a, I felt it was a good episode. It was more than just an episode, but it wasn't a great episode. So 6.5 works for me. I will say, cause I haven't watched this show since we stopped recording in October. And when I turned it on, I was like, Oh cool. Voyager. Like, and I, that was something weird just cause like, Oh, this is fun. Cause I hadn't watched Voyager in three months and it felt like, you know, Hey, I remember you guys. This is nice. Like a nice little nostalgia piece yeah. there for a second. Well, maybe we need, I, I wonder how long off. that'll last. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, back in the day when people were watching, like DS9 benefits from streaming, right? So oh, yeah. When you, you know, you need to see DS9 back to back to back to back. Voyager is episodic. And we were starting to complain about that back, you know, with some of the first season stuff, early second season stuff. But maybe Voyager needs a break. Maybe us taking some time off was good for Voyager. Because just like in the old days, when you watched Voyager, you watched those first, what was it, like a half season, the first season. Yeah. And then you had the summer off. And then it comes back in the fall. And then so you've had three months to kind of, you know, you, you can't miss something if it's always underfoot. Yeah, so Ben's basically telling us we need to take three months off after every few episodes. That we <laughs> All right. I, I would say after at the end of the season, we take a month off and... Uh, you know, maybe or do something that's not Star Trek or do shorts or do do heroin. I like <laughs> the idea of doing something that's not Star Trek just to clean the palate, you know, yeah. it, but just, you know, so you, you have you have enough time to, to miss the crew, because I think I did myself, you know, I was starting to watch uh, Enterprise episodes by accident because <laughs> I think that, that's how everyone watches Enterprise episodes. No, it's like, well, oh, so, this is on, I guess. I can't find the remote control. Fuck it. No, somebody posts little shorts about like episodes from T'Pol's point of view or something. And so, oh, no, POV from Paval. Like she's looking down at them today. I watched yeah. it. <laughs> so it's just like all these little five minute clips from episodes that, you know, kind of get. They are about five Just minutes. at the episode. So I would watch it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. God, but what happened? And so then I would pull it up on Paramount Plus and, and watch the whole episode and be like, oh, okay, yeah. And then it was like, why did I hate Void? Why did I hate Star Trek Enterprise? Oh, yeah, Temporal Cold War. Yeah, fuck that. And, you know, they'd always, every time that would come up, I would hate the episode. But otherwise, I was starting to enjoy it. And then we did this again. And I'm like, oh, let me go watch that episode. When, right. when I first watched this, I would have given it a five. 
tops. But then coming mm-hmm. back to it, like I the next week I didn't want hmm. to rewatch it. Now a couple of months later, it was like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. It's pretty yeah. good actually. I was I actually to- I put my score down uh, a couple months ago when we were supposed to watch it the first time. I pre <laughs> pre put in my score, so it's been sitting there waiting for for this moment. That was a good idea. So why don't you go back and watch it again? I won't be swayed no. by the changing events. Of, uh, Dennis won't be swayed by sentimentalities. No. So I don't I'll, I'll never watch this episode again. I'll promise you that. <laughs> I've seen it three times now. So I think I since Voyager is episodic, uh, like I think for me, what's going to make it a good episode or a bad episode is, am I going to remember something good from this or am I going to remember something bad from this? And like this episode, I'm only going to remember how dumb the robot looked, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I also think, and I also think, too, being episodic, how does it affect like do they introduce a new character they introduce a new alien that we're gonna see later like that's the i feel like you could just cherry pick episodes on voyager be like okay you need to watch this episode because this is when they're gonna talk about these guys later you need to watch this episode but then some of them are just throwaways like Like that there's that kazon one with uh aaron eisenberg in it and i don't remember exactly what happens in the episode but i'm like oh yeah nog was in that one i kind of like that you know yeah I'd like to have seen these guys come back toward the end of the season. No, so you never see like, them again? These robots? No. And it would have been kind of cool to, it's like the creator, you know, we need a builder and it's we're down to like the last hundred robots or whatever. And it's just like they've chased her all the way across because they know she can rebuild another one. Or she's just tinkering around in the lab one day because they got they scanned it. They got in the beat labs? And so she's like, let me make one, but it has a better face and not like murdery. But then it goes all murdery. But now they know how to do it, though, because she basically told them. She's like, oh, you guys were all had the different frequency. So now they know how to do it. They can. Well, I they think, know what, it, but they didn't. I think they have a programming block. I think that's what that's what the, the, the point they were trying to make is that they have a programming block where they can't do it. Uh, OK, because it's it's ridiculous to think they can't figure it out on their own. Yeah. They, build these warships and all these other things and they can't figure out how to replicate their energy source that seems kind of stupid yeah it makes sense to <laughs> like how dennis is like yeah you know what four and a half dennis <laughs> <laughs> no you wrote it down you but it makes sense though keeping... that they would give them a fail safe especially after they murdered the two whole civilizations mm-hmm. well the idea was you put that fail safe in so they wouldn't murder the civilizations yeah. unfortunately the failsafe wasn't uh, failsafe. Well, the failsafe fell apart because the warring nations stopped, the warring planets stopped warring, but they're like, yeah. fuck you guys. You're not shutting us down. We're going to kill all of you. So if they'd kept the war going until there were fewer robots, they'd have been all right. Yeah. But again, it's, ugh, it's Frankenstein. Your creation rises up against you. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. The, literally the oldest science fiction book on the books. Yeah. That's that's the first one. And they're still telling that story to this very day. So there you go. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We're glad to be back. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Voyager. We're not going to take months off in between episodes like Ben is uh, requesting us to do. <laughs> we should watch an episode and then not record for three months. <laughs> that way we can be friends forever. We can be friends forever. <laughs> and I, I think- creepy when you put it that way, Ben. 
but I figure by the end of it, we'll be better friends because we've been through this trauma together. Like we were in the shit, mm-hmm. like in Vietnam or something, you know, mm-hmm. no offense mm-hmm. to Vietnam veterans comparing that to this, but I mean, yeah, I think about agree. <laughs> I'll ask my dad. <laughs> let's watch this episode and let's then not, let's talk. Let's not talk about Voyager, son. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk bad. about Charlie. It's too painful. <laughs> too I watched man. my friend die in my arms. But I'd watch that again instead of this episode of Voyager. <laughs> that robot looked like shit. <laughs> it's a fucking Halloween costume. He went to Dollar Tree for that mask. I just know it. Yep. So, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week with more Dork Trek. We're back. Sorry for the break, but we're back. We're back. We're back. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>